Hello and welcome to Hearty Dice Friends, episode 107. My name is Grant Howitt, this is Christopher Taylor, and we're here to sort of faff about with games for a bit. Yeah, just kind of muddle them like a porridge. Yeah, like we. Th- this is a podcast. We take games and sort of stir them through until you can't really take. You can't really tell the difference between the two. <laughs> and occasionally adding too much salt and or sugar. We've been we've been trying to hire artists this week. It's so hard. We've put out our uh, we've put out an open call for artists our, for our increasingly non-secret project. <laughs> um, I think if anyone wants to wants wants to join the join join the dots together, they could work out what we're doing next. Or just probably ask us, and we'd probably be too excited not to tell you. Yeah, pretty much. As long as you see me in person, I'll tell you. Yeah. Point is, we've been trying to hire artists, and it is very strange. Because I think almost every artist I've had has been, oh, there's no way I can afford you. Or, how can you afford to live charging that little? Yes, there's, there's a huge range. My rates are 50p an hour. No! My rates no. are £700 a minute. I charge a thousand dollars for a drawing, and like I get it, like that's that's like you're doing a, a thing which is very difficult to do, but also I can't afford it. I we, wish I could. We need somebody who's about twenty-five to thirty-five percent worse at drawing than you. <laughs> yeah, that is the thing. It's like, uh, you know what? We were actually looking for someone worse than you, yeah. <laughs> because then we can afford. Yeah. So it's it's a strange place to be in, but we are we are currently going through. Um, artists and trying to work out what we want from them and it's it's both lovely and crushing because mm. you see so many gorgeous pieces of gorgeous art and you go i love this but you're just not you you're not for this project you're not for this or you get the other end of the spectrum and you just go wow you sent me five thousand pictures and it's all critical role fan art that there's they've got a lot to answer for critical role i think <laughs> like that's so million quid well, they're so they're so they're so prevalent throughout the. Uh, th- so I, I was running Honey Heist at Bad Moon on Saturday night. Uh, Bad Moon is a is a is a lovely gaming cafe uh, and shop in uh, in Borough in South London, and uh, they got me in to run uh, to run a session of, of Honey Heist. And there was a few other GMs running as well, doing d- doing a session just to sort of like get some get some punters in, play some games, which is fun. And we're gonna we're gonna do it some more. So if we're in London once a month, hopefully I'll be there gallivanting around in a skirt talking about bears or some bullshit doing the world's loudest dancing however yeah however i, I was hanging out and uh, at the end and one of the guys uh, one of the guys who was in someone else's game said what was it like seeing like your game being on critical role it must have been crazy right and i had to be like oh no i couldn't watch it no it was all it was all in jokes i didn't know what the hell they were talking about i woke up at 2am watched three minutes then turned it off <laughs> what did they say um that 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 I should watch the later ones, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I just, I don't want to be like oh, I don't want actual plays like on principle. <laughs> I think you mean like ah, I'm not going to do that. Mm. No thanks, I'm too cool for that, mate. <laughs> I'm I'm the Grant Howitt, but no, it was, a, it was it's it's a bit strange. They are they're certainly popular, and it's great that role playing is popular. But also, they made too much money for a single episode. Of a cartoon. Well, it's now multiple episodes, to be fair. Well, fine. <laughs> They've dodged that hatred bullet. Also, I don't know how much cartoons cost to make, so maybe they didn't make enough. It's like a tenner, I guess. I, d- I don't think it's that much. I think I think it's more than that. Oh, uh, well, hang on. So if we're looking at like 200, 300 pounds for a small piece of art, that's like double mm-hmm. it to make it move, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, 
I mean, you, but wouldn't you have to do like lots of individual little bits of art to make it look like it was moving rather than just flicking back and forth? Man, it'd be fucking great if you did two drawings. <laughs> fucking flip book. I did two drawings of each character. And just and just left and right keyed there's, through them. And there's just this, like pictures of them showing them off on their flotilla of yachts. Hi, I'm Matt Mercer, he'd say. Sorry, that, that, isn't, that isn't what he sounds like. Hi, I'm Matt Mercer. Hugely. Hi. Hi, I'm Matt Mercer. I got a yacht. Hey, it's <laughs> me, Matt. Hey. Hey, it's me, Marisha Ray. <laughs> you buying a sandwich or what? Oh, it's me, Talison Jaffe. It's my real name. <laughs> Okay, I don't know anything. I'm sorry. I, don't, I, I know what one of them is called Talison Jaffe, which I really like. His parents must must have wanted him to sort of grow up tough. Yeah, real tough. I think it's the it's, it's sort of like you know when like there's there's always that story of like Spartan Spartan parents didn't want to kill their children, so they they, they left them out to die from exposure. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of it's, it's, it's kind of like the myth of one of them surviving, and then someone gets brought back in. It's kind of oh, always been ordained by the gods, that sort of thing. Think if you name your kid Talison Jaffe, that's basically the modern equivalent of putting them on the side of a Spartan mountain. <laughs> they will become a great warrior, or raised by wolves. One of the two. Raised, raised by raised by whatever high school has instead of wolves. Chris Grant, ask me a question. No. Oh come on, man! You got to. <laughs> it's I my mean, day off. It's not your day off. I know. <laughs> we have we have those. <laughs> This was posted by a JST Tate skill naming scheme. Mm-hmm. I think essentially, how do you name things in RPGs? Like, not like, mm. what's your character called? But like... Moonsilver. Obviously. Yeah, there we go. Um, but more along the lines of, why is that skill called athletics and not jumping? Mm. It's, it's an interesting thing. I think that, like, we are... We've we've come back from the idea that you you need to have a skill for every eventuality. Operate heavy machinery. Operate heavy machinery. Uh, basket weaving. Mm-hmm. Um, f- uh, lip reading. You know all all the old classics. I, I think... mean, even if you look at something fairly modern like Chronicles of Darkness, like there are forty skills on the sheet. Yeah, I think uh, basket weaving. Mm-hmm. Got a bit of a bad rap because that's just the craft skill, and somebody has hilariously written written basket weaving in after it. Mm. Like that's just craft. So that's that's a fairly standard skill. However, lip reading, yeah. actual skill, standalone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bollocks. same 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 point value as brawl or yeah. persuade. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I think that there is. Uh, like, I I personally I like thinking of skills as a means to an end. Yeah. So rather than athletics, I'd rather have chase. I'd rather have active words like chase or kill or hunt or uh, lie. So like describing the thing you're doing rather than the uh, rather than the the verbs rather than nouns. Yeah, because uh, apart from anything else, that way you get a very you get a skill per number around mm. around the skill like if you're hunting mm-hmm. stuff that's like finding things tracking things following things fine yeah but you don't get the wrong sort of skill per number which is when you get things like subterfuge <laughs> go on um and subterfuge in some games means um i'm going to lie to this person and then pick this lock <laughs> and like that's a bit those those are very different it was possible to take the specialization lying in subterfuge in World of Darkness, which I felt was a bit little overpowered. 
Yes, because that's all you really used it for. Because you've got that or disguise. Those are the two options. I guess forgery? <laughs> I, I forge know. an entire personality for myself. Ingenious. I think like, I I think that like it's a it's a challenge when when you're writing those skills because you the reason why skills exist is to allow people to to better frame and understand the powers they have uh, in the world as characters, and also to give them say uh, screen time as it were spotlight time. So I'm I'm allowed uh, like I know that I'm going to be good at this. I'm a ranger. I've got nature skills, so I know about nature and as a way of sort of representing that within the game. Cool, groovy, love it. Uh, but the problem is, is they're not very, they're not fundamentally very interesting. No. They don't, like, they might cast some light on the world. Uh, so, like, but, so, like, r- rather than, say, uh, kill, you'd have uh, Daggersmith. And you've joined the Order of Daggersmiths. Smythes? The, oh, the Daggerington Smythes are a lovely family. Yes, Daggerington Smythes. But... With that, you end up sort of writing yourself. You end up writing yourself into a corner. I'd always veer on the side of fairly loose descriptions of what you're doing, and just let people abuse it. Let people use one skill for everything, because it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I I suppose I'm kind of the halfway house in this because I like a degree of specificity. Mm-hmm. Like as I say, I don't like it when subterfuge is pick lock and lie. <laughs> Like, mm. I, I think that those are different enough that you'd need some training in one or the other, as it were. Or you'd need to you'd need to change the word. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if subterfuge was just focused on social engineering, mm. you know, if it was just talking, if it was lying, if it was disguising, all of that sort of stuff, fine. Don't then add that I know how to get into a bank vault. I would argue that some of the best games writing we've ever done is on the back page of Jason Statham's Big Vacation, Brian Krantz's Big Expansion, which has rules for playing Jason's dog, Floyd. And Floyd's two stats are good boy and bad boy. Yes. And that covers everything you need to do. And I believe, like, I believe they're, I think they're the same stat. I think they're 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 the same number, yeah. And so basically, like, he's slightly overpowered because he gets to roll a skill for anything. But, like, bad boy would cover both lying and picking locks if a dog could do either. Yes, but that's a very specific sort of game, Grant. Yes, for sure. Well, sorry, sorry. What I'm saying is that doesn't feel out of place because that skill handles that. Whereas saying subterfuge, like, I struggle to get disguise into subterfuge, let alone picking locks yeah. or audacious winks. Yeah, so I think it need, your, your naming needs to be evocative of the thing you want it to do mm. and vague enough that you could probably cram a few extras in. Can I recommend sticking to Anglo-Saxon when you can? Okay. Don't, don't write it in Russian. Let your players understand it. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so it's like sticking to words which have which have a root Anglo-Saxon word, uh, because that's what our language is sort of founded off. Okay. That was that was the. Oh, my, my apologies if I'm getting this wrong, everyone. You want, you want good British words? No, Jesus. Yeah, none of these stupid French words with all their syllables. Nah. What I mean is, Anglo-Saxon words are quite brisk, short, um, evocative, iconic words for our language, whereas the French words were brought in to sound fancy. Right, so you mean jump, hit, climb. It's the difference between pork and pig, in that pork is the word for the meat, because that was the fancy thing, and pig is the word for the animal, because that was the non-fancy thing. Mm-hmm. And pork is from French pork, and pig is from uh, <coughs> German. <laughs> sure. I don't know. Yeah, why sure, not? why not? But um, but having having those short brutish words means that there's it it forms a strong anchor to extrapolate from. 
Yes, and I, I, I do feel that we should put in a small caveat here. Um, in that we're the worst at naming things you've ever possibly seen. We fucking suck. We're so bad. If you've ever read any, any of our books or our... Or our th- actually, I will say, we're very good at coming up with space names. Space names is easy. But, like, naming proper things... If you ever read a book that we've written and you're like, Oh, that's that's quite good there. That's, that's quite a good turn of phrase. It took us hours. Hours. And like, and like thesaurus.com, I think they've actually put a limit on how many times Chris can go there a day now because he was crashing the service. Yeah, I have. I, I, I was essentially DDoSing the dictionary. Mm. Um, because we sit there and we're like, oh, it's not the right word. We need to change it. And just, then we, we just spend 10 minutes just flinging words at each other, crying a little. We spent, and I am not, I am not exaggerating. This is, this is actually true. Two and a half hours trying to name a wizard class. Yes. And then... And then, and then, in the end, we changed the class to match the best name we had, which didn't match it. <laughs> I'd like to point out that we asked other people as well. Yeah, and then, and then disregarded their suggestions. <laughs> we got consultants in. <laughs> so yeah, we we really struggle to name things, um, and I think that one one of one of the problems you can end up with in naming skills is that you try and or naming anything in your game but especially character powers is you try to be too evocative you end up making zero fucking sense yeah if you've got 30 fantasy races mm-hmm. and they've all got names with apostrophes in them mm-hmm. and they all come from planets with names with apostrophes in them in solar systems that come from name with names with apostrophes in them nobody knows what's going on i'm pretty sure i read a game um which had puissance and fortitude as separate skills. Okay. Jember? The first Ale- one's about was- fish, right? No, I believe it's power. Oh, okay, not fish. Do you remember? Uh, I think it was Anodyne, the Electric Opera. Oh yes. Oof. Oof. Oh boy. Look it up. Oh, Look boy. it up if you can. Look it up if you wanna. If you do actually know, hey, you know what? You know what? I'm not gonna. This is a positive show. That game definitely exists, and that's all I'm going to say on it. It is from a sphere of entertainment. That we do not have any links to. I don't know, it's a book and we write them. Anyway, I think we should move on, Chris. <laughs> I was trying to say that we don't like the genre and that sort of stuff. It's a role-playing book and we write... Anyway. Shut up. Um, it's on the earth, isn't it? Not enough pumpkins writes in. Issues keeping table focused? I mean, when the table's attention wanes, what's it going to do? <laughs> it's super heavy. Man, you've you got to be a really boring GM if the, if the table's falling asleep. Oh, excuse me. Could you I'm maybe just, move this gonna, along a little? I'm it's just, dinner I'm just gonna soon. pop into the kitchen for a while. Uh, this, this is this is the uh, the age old challenge of keeping players interested in your game and keeping people focused on the game. So it turns out it's rude to just do a very loud clap in front of people's faces. Hey, <laughs> just slap! Come on! Hey, Sunny Jim, it's your turn. What the fuck do you think this is? No, they they, they don't like that. No, I've. I found it's like it, it. It's even rude to like, depending on how on on how good friends people are. It's even rude to like politely suggest maybe it's time we play a game now. It's weird, isn't it? People get really offended. And and like, cause, I mean, because like, what you're saying is, hey, shut up! Stop talking to each other. Stop being friendly. Stop talking about what you want to talk about. I say it's time for elves. No, it's, you've they've all explicitly like under a social contract come to this I house know. for elves. I, and they're breaking the I, social contract. I know it's alpha clock. It's I, I I find friends. it really difficult. Like it's a thing. Like mobile phones. I don't struggle with mobile phones. I'm okay if 
I said, oh, okay, if players want to, like, take a few minutes out to go on their phones, because, like, or, or, also, like, let's say, for example, um, it's very hard as a GM to keep to keep the play interesting if players aren't there. So if, if players aren't engaged in the scene. So, like, uh, if, if, if a character isn't present in the scene, then it's it's on you to make that scene interesting enough to for them to, uh, for their player to perceive, to watch passively. But, like... What what's going to happen after this scene is finished? Nine times out of ten, is essentially the characters who were present in the scene is going to tell the other character what happened, mm-hmm. and you can't just do the thing where like we tell you what's happened, mm-hmm. when they don't know because they weren't paying attention. I, I okay. I personally, I I use I use my phone sometimes when I'm in a game when it's not when when it's not what, what, like not when, not like in a combat, but if I'm not in a scene, I might. Chill out and, and 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 sort of and sort of listen, but use my phone because I I can feel quite awkward. I I, I feel like I, I I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know whether I should be involved in this. So I channel that social anxiety into my little fetish object, my phone, uh, and that just gives me something that it's a bit. It's, it's it's like going out for a cigarette, you know. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is I want those clockwork orange head braces for all my players. <laughs> It's not a sex thing. It's not weird. It's just, it's just not weird. It's no. just for me. It's just so you understand that it's time to be an elf. <laughs> I, I think that I think that there are like there is a balance to be struck, obviously. But the challenge that I found is when not that one player isn't not that one player isn't listening, is that all the players are doing something else. Yeah. In the like, like you'll uh, you'll go to the bar, you'll buy a round of drinks, and come back, and it'll be like a 10, 15 minute period where the, you have to sort of power back up into the role playing session because people are talking about something else. By which time it's it's time for a fresh round. Well, yes, we you, you mean you and I do drink fast. We will have a drink. <laughs> so how 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 do how how do we keep that focus? How about a little gun? <laughs> I'm just gonna say one word here: chains. Chains. Well, that's the thing. It's not. It's not their position that's the issue. It's their goddamn mouths. No, but it's the it's the implications. <laughs> you don't chain them. You just you just, you drop chains in the middle of the Big, table. Heavy chains, possibly with an anchor attached, mm-hmm. and a bag of well, that... cement and some water. <laughs> it's about the implication. Spanner. Yeah, I maybe not that. I think that it's. I think what you can do is rather that like rather than phrasing it around that like like all right, shut up. It's time. It's time to do my thing now. I'm the GM. I'm I'm the daddy. I'm in charge. What's probably better is saying like is is to try and engage it with enthusiasm. So like, hey, I'm really excited to see what happens here, or I can't wait to see. I can't wait to show you what's in the what's in the treasure room. And so the reason, presumably, why you want to role play is. Because you're excited to, to 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 do to play the game, and so if you can communicate that enthusiasm rather than your annoyance at them not playing the game and talking to each other, I think that could be a much more positive way of doing it. I I I, I absolutely think you're right. Mm-hmm. The issue is that I get so annoyed. I know it's really it's really difficult, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and like, and it, I know I know that a lot of it is me overreacting. It doesn't feel justified. And it, yeah, exactly. It's just like, hey, hey, you, hey, stop having fun. Hey, have this fun. Have let's roll the dice, and I'll tell you when you can have fun. <laughs> you, 
You will you will ruin my house. You will follow my rules for fun. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's quite a challenge I found. But I think that if you can, I think like this this is this is a little bit a little bit of therapy advice. If you can, if if you are feeling overwhelmed by feelings and you're like and you're not sure that they're useful feelings, I don't like the idea of bad and wrong feelings, you know. But that that annoyance you're feeling maybe isn't useful in its present state. But if if it's possible to to step back and gain the perspective and say, hey, why am I feeling this? What's going on? Well, I was really looking forward to playing. Okay, what can I do to change that? And I think also you've got things like uh, if you're playing in your house, like preparing a space, which is for games. And yeah, like, and removing and like, distractions, etc. If you can, and like, if you can, if you can, like, so quite commonly people will eat food in the same place that they role play. If you've got the room to eat food somewhere else, like if you can go to a different room, like if you can eat in the kitchen, then come back through to the come back through to the living room to play to play a role playing game. Yeah, that lets you have that sort of break. And I think like giving players the opportunity to take breaks and saying like one thing which which I only learned about really when I was in America. Is that is is that like maybe once every hour and a half, once every hour, people say, "Cool, we'll take a five minute break." That's or a really bio, good idea. A bio break, as they call it, which is disgusting. I'm I'm very used to that because I used to raid a lot. I'm online. gonna take a shit. It's a, I am. It's a break I for am. biological reasons, Grant. I am a useless machine of meat. I mean, and I cannot yes, raid. That's not what they're saying. That is what they're saying. I have to go excrete. You said that it's to disgusting. me literally an hour ago. You okay? I said that to you in confidence. <laughs> I did not use the word excrete. No, you did not. I said I have to go to the bathroom with a sudden urgency <laughs> because of a kebab. Please, Chris. <laughs> Please, Chris. Chris, I'm. I'm the mysterious one. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mister Real Grant Howard. Mr. Actual Breathing Human who exists. People don't think I shit. <laughs> People are painfully aware you shit. People view me as a sort of delicate elfin creature who comes and drops <laughs> one-page role-playing games. Oh, hello, it's me. Hi, I've got another Earth. fabulous thought. <laughs> Sit down, everyone, and listen. <laughs> Pay me monthly for another fabulous thought. <laughs> I mean, that is reductionism, but still... <laughs> It's not a million miles away from my job, Chris, no. Um, anyway, I think that you can, I think that you can uh, have have little breaks. And what's one of the things I, li- I like about being in a bar as well is that is that you can say, all right, cool, I'm going to like, someone go by around. If anyone wants to go to the bathroom, that's cool. We can take a break. And yeah. just giving people, giving people like the capacity to go for a smoke or just not be engaged for five, ten minutes, gives them the capacity to come back in fresh. Yeah, I think there's actually something I'm going to start factoring into my games. Like, it's bizarrely, taking a break is never something I thought of, really, from a game. Mm. Games it, it, are it fun. You don't take breaks yeah. from games, you know? No. But it's, but like, if you if you are, and also, like, some some of the games that you've described you run, like, the fucking Delta Green shit you're pulling off, this really, like, viscerally unpleasant, horrible decisions things you're making. Like, I think that, that's the sort of thing I'd like to take a little break from occasionally, so I can go, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was noise of me being shocked rather than giving a shit. That's fair. You don't, you don't shit. Yeah. You're a delicate. I don't. The, the delicate fairy flower. Mm-hmm. I just have a man come and deal with it. Yeah. It's awful. I've, I've, I've seen that happen. It's, oh, don't don't look. <laughs> it's nightmarish. You know, uh, you, you know the you know the the uh, the dragons in Dark Souls. 
Yes. It's like a Dark Souls boss, basically. It's horrible. <laughs> Imagine being the person that mucks them out. <laughs> Imagine being the poor stable boy for the Abyss Dragon. An enormous diamond spade. Why don't you ask me a question, Christopher? Um, Yuhu94 asks, What are some good reasons a man of Minas Tirith would travel all the way to Eskaroth to live as an adventurer? Grant. Uh, what, what? Um, thank you for putting this one. So this is really gonna. This is really gonna channel my excellent Tolkien knowledge. Mm-hmm. There is a film coming out. You can learn it all. Um, which I, also, if you are interested in my, um, in in me, uh, my, my Lord of the Wings, in Lord of the Rings <laughs> knowledge, you could you could really get behind my Look Who's Tolkien Now, which is my Tolkien fan podcast. Look Who's Tolkien Too. Yeah, that's, that's the spin-off I did with Chris. Yeah. Um, and then uh, now we're Tolkien and Tolkien Turkey, which is the uh, Thanksgiving version. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, divorce. Mm-hmm. But why is girl specifically, Grant? Because uh, that's where is that's where his side piece lives. Right. What what was what was the lure of that particular place? Um, I mean, describe the place. Well, how could you really talk? Because I mean, everyone knows what Minas Tirith is because that was in the films. So was Eskaroth. Yeah, I was just getting to that now, and also everyone knows what Eskaroth is because everyone. It's mainly it's oh, there's like oh, there's there's men. Yes, there. some it is women. A primarily human town. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the oh the, the the architecture, buddy. You better believe it's crumbling. It's crumbling isn't the word I'd use. Honestly. Shit. Archaic. No, fairly new. Horses. Very unlikely. Uh, water? Yes. Yes, there we go. I unplugged <laughs> my headphones. Excuse me, hang on. I'm coming back. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited, I threw my head back. Eskaroth what the is, fuck is Eskaroth? Eskaroth is Lake Town. It's a like a really shit Venice. Oh, right, yes. Okay, I'm, gotcha. I'm going to be honest with you here, Grant. Mm-hmm. I did not expect you to be able to legitimately answer this question. Okay. The reason that I pose you this question is mm-hmm. mainly to signpost the decline of Reddit RPG as a source of questions. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we we don't know what happened. There was like there was there was some sort of event, and I think looking back on it, historians will understand. Maybe there was a what it was. Of some yeah, that, there was a Black Swan event, and we can't see it now, but we will understand it. But something's gone wrong on Reddit RPG, and we just cannot farm questions from there anymore. They're so boring. I just they're, and and like and like what's the, what's the best non D and D game you've played? Like, that's it's so just, vague. It's just it's, mm. anyway. Yes. So please, we beg of you, send in your questions. <laughs> There's a form. There's a Discord. We are, there's a Twitter. We aren't. We aren't one of those big podcasts who has like 500 questions sent in every week. We don't have a McElroy yet. We could take a McElroy. I'm growing a McElroy in my cellar. They've designed that RPG that's going to make them six million pounds. They designed an RPG. Yeah. Ugh. Doesn't matter if it's good or not, mate. It's going to make yeah. them a lot of money. Well. Anyway, how about you ask me a different question? I will ask you a better question. This question is from Nella Was Here. Any better names for the solar system? This is from RPG Design Reddit, where you get questions like this. 
Space Town. Population nine. <laughs> Billion. Plus well, because there's nine planets. planets. Oh, okay. That's I think quite good. My very easy method just speeds up naming. Yeah! Well, eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pluto's a planet. Is it, is it a planet It's now? a planet again, yeah. Okay, cool. Nope, nope. We're just being uh, told it is now not a planet. Oh, uh, so it's, 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 it's I'm, I'm just getting this through. Yep, it's a, apparently it's a moon. Oh. Oh, weird. Oh, no, planet again. We're good. Oh, sorry, now it's our moon. Oh. Pluto. That is, that is catastrophic. Get away from there, Pluto. We are going <laughs> to die real quick if that is true. Re- yeah, real quick. Uh, so I guess, I guess go surfing. You're not going to be doing much else. <laughs> I guess go surfing as the, this is a this is an order rather than a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> surfing will occur. I mean, uh, if you like, are, just stand on the are. roof of your house. <laughs> <laughs> we call it gravity surfing, we and call it's absolutely it waiting for the absolute end of all things. Gravity surfing is the ultimate sports experience, by which I mean it's the final sports experience. <laughs> All the there other is... sport experiences you've had were penultimate. They were they were preceding this. I bet ultimate frisbee feels a bit silly now. <laughs> imagine, imagine like, like you you go to you go to an ultimate frisbee league and then come back the next week and you're like, what 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 are you all doing here? I thought that was it. I don't understand. <laughs> this. Dude, this is just frisbee. We're, we're done. It's over. We're done. It's 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 said on the poster. Also, if you've not been watching the news, the end of all, the Pluto. Yeah, it's... I've sold all my frisbees to a rube. <laughs> they think there's going to be another game. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> hey guys, anyone want a game of frisbee? <laughs> yeah, sure. Idiot. And everybody else just goes and plays it. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> nice one. <laughs> I'm over here counting my money. I'm not sure in this in this fiction we put forward whether the world's being destroyed or whether just someone's really interpreting the word ultimate frisbee. Both uh, wrong. Okay, cool. they're an asshole, and um, their planet's being purged. Please name the solar system. Um, galactic pool hall. Mm, interesting. Interesting. What about home zone? <laughs> Where I live. That sounds a bit like home base, doesn't it? Yes. B and Q. It's a cross between home. B- it's a cross between home base and the bone zone. What about B- <laughs> the bone zone? Come to think of it, it's probably the only place in the galaxy where bones are. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like I like the bone zone. Carbon HQ. Hmm. I, I think that's being that's being rather Earth centric. But then again, we are the most interesting planet. We do the most, don't we? Oh, yeah, I mean, like, Mercury hasn't been that productive recently. Hasn't like, it's not really that. moved into textiles. No, it's, it's, that tech levels on Mercury are quite low. Very low. And mm. much the same for literally every other planet. Mm. Aside from Jupiter, which uh, has telly, but nothing else. <laughs> telly, and those post boxes with a little red flag that goes up and down. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you put them up when there's post in, you know, it's, it's a manual thing, but it's they're getting there. How about Alpha? Oh, that's good. Like Alpha Prime. Alpha Zone. Those alpha of... Prime. Alpha Zone. Yeah. Um... My my favourite space word is quadrant. Yeah. I feel it's quite... Because you can only have like you can only have four quadrants in a thing, right? Yes, I do get that. I feel it's quite limiting, but it's quite nice, it's isn't it? It's a good word. Quadrant. Zone's a bit overplayed, I think. It's a bit like laser. As is rim. Rim is has unfortunate connotations. 
It does, but like Pacific Rim, Galactic Rim. Pacific Salad Toss. <laughs> Pacific Felch. <laughs> Listen, when we go in there, I'm going to know everything about you. <laughs> so brace yourself. Brace yourself. Um, we are, we are going to tongue Godzilla out. Man, yeah, Guillermo got got really that got really strange at the end. Yeah, that, that's a problem. Um, but yeah, I'm sure no one's made that joke before. That's really good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad we got there. I'm glad we got First. there. Um, five years late. Yeah. Um, origin. Well, the well of civilization. Womb. 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 Star womb. Star womb. womb. It's time for Star Womb. Um, <laughs> NASA's house. <laughs> Home base. Satellite town. <laughs> Butnick's yard. The big place that has air. The only planets that are gods.com. <laughs> What's the dot com for? It's the address. I was trying to think. They don't have a fucking I'm gonna move on. Gonna move on, I think. I think that was. I'm fairly sure. You don't know that. Mars doesn't have a post. Earth doesn't have a post. How do you, th- how do you think they get? How oh, do you think they get moon, Chris? Maybe because they're the only fucking planet with rings. You can see which one it is. There's two planets with rings. That's true, but it like, depends which way you're coming from. Can, I, I know this is second. This sounds really weird, but can I go and run my face under a tap? That's absolutely fine. Let me let me do an outro for this bit. Yeah, because it is so hot in here, Grant. I could die. It's very warm. Okay, yeah. Well, let's 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 let's, let's, let's take a five minute bio break for our weak human form. Cool. I'm gonna go piss on myself. I'll see you in a minute. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be back to you with a cool game design section after this jingle. Did you ever want a game to? Newsmary writes in, Stephen Seagal's Stealthy Seagulls. Have you seen Stephen Seagal, a picture thereof, in the last five years? He is like an iceberg in a leather coat. <laughs> With skin stretched taut. He is, it's like, if you, if you told me that he was a lizard man, or some sort of, like, alien, or something that had inhabited a human suit, or was trying to be human, I would believe. Yes, 100%. Um, he's, he seems uncanny. He's not okay. Is what I'm saying, and no. crucially, he is the sort of person that I can now imagine training a bunch of seagulls to do his bidding. Mm. I also like like he'd pick one of the loudest birds to do it as well. Yes, but train them like a Navy SEAL. Like they would all have ah. like like Bowie knives in their in their teeth. Mm. Not teeth, obviously, but you know, some seagulls have teeth. That's gross. No, they, I mean, but they would, wouldn't yeah. they? If any bird could. Horrible beasts. So I think that there's... So the problem for me with this is that I don't like Steven Seagal. No. Also, his name doesn't quite work with Seagull. <laughs> you have to pronounce it... You have to pronounce it Steven Seagull. Maybe you choose the other word. So it's Steven Seagal's stealthy seagulls. Like, they're gals from the that, sea. They're mermaids. That's, that's, that makes more sense. But I, I don't... I kind of don't want to venerate him in a role-playing game. That's true. Although we did... 
moderately venerate Wesley Snipes and possibly shouldn't have. Wesley Snipes was the villain in Jason Statham. That's true. I mean, if anything, I, I don't think either of them got off well. I, I mean, Statham's still got a, an element of the hero about him. We ha- well, I mean, we sort of dress him up as a... Like, rather than a hero, he's like a giant toddler with a bag of cocaine that you have to stop from killing himself. Yeah, we did him a favour. Not, not out of suicidal impulse, but like just because he blunders down holes and stuff. walking off edges, that sort of thing. Yeah, like 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 a baby's big day out, you know. Yeah. When he when he crawls around the building site, it's that, but for a fifty-year-old action movie star. <laughs> Is he really fifty? Yeah, he's older. That must make Steven Seagal a good ninety-four. Steven Seagal doesn't do doesn't do numbers anymore. Well, he never could count. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure that he like he sort of like cashed it all in at the at the at the age of sixty at the age of sixty-five. He was like, nah, no thanks, mate, and just stopped. <laughs> I think he plays guitar now. He he has albums. Um, yeah. He does self-defense. He is friends with Vladimir Putin, I seem to remember as well, which is another reason to not that really like... That does not surprise me. It's not, it's not a great person to be friends with. No, I think... I don't know, but I think there might be some political problems there. Definitely a useful person to be friends with. Oh, for not sure. a great person to be friends with. Anyway, so like, I, I wanted to say Stephen Siegel, Stealthy Seagulls, that which is nice, but I, just, I don't think we can make the game out of it. They do have a way with words. I've got another one here. Okay, um... Just before you give me another one, mm-hmm. I've somewhat lost my glasses and can't read. Right. Can you track those down? I'm just going to pop off for two seconds <laughs> um, and see what these <laughs> tweets say. Hello. Glasses. It's okay, everyone. It's okay. All is well with the world. Oh, look at that. Twitter. Quick question. Quick question. Mm-hmm. How long was it before you realised you couldn't do this? Was it instant upon sitting down? Or were you like, oh, you wait. You very much started talking about seagulls. Right, okay. Before I noticed no. that I couldn't read. Oh, wait. Oh, it's, the screen's not blurry. It's my eyes. Yeah. Right. I'm Luke not says, a smart man. Luke writes in, good old-fashioned beardy noise, writes in, RuPaul's Drag Race. Literally just try and make an RPG of this, but with yours and Chris's limited understanding of Drag Race. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. who is RuPaul? Having a fucking clue. Big dude. Lady? Having a clue. I don't know what the terminology is. Big person. I don't know either. Giant person. Fabulous. So I've seen, like, adverts for RuPaul's Drag Race. Someone says honey a lot. Okay. And they've drawn a scary face on their face. That's the bit that gets me because they what? Mm. What a lot of them look like is how Careful. I imagine. Careful. No, bear with me. <laughs> okay. It's how I imagine like space gangers look. That is kind of cool. But they've painted skulls on the faces. Yeah. Or, you know, like that. That it's that like Logan's of, Run aesthetic. Like uh, Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, that sort of era of. Let's say that's over here. Logan's run probably a bit earlier. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, but that kind of like crazy space criminal. I, I do. Yeah, like I cut. I let's let's let, let's lead into that. Yeah, I think it's I think there's very much an element of like um, the heisting a diamond, which is also a planet upon which people live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think also the planet is a prince. Yes, and somebody must marry it. Now this drag race. Yes. Now, um, I understand that this is already a pun. Yes. So, I mean, from what I can tell, it's a, uh, it's a sort of uh, fashion and attitude competition, right? Okay. Is that how it works? 
rather than like so, rather than like tying someone to a horse I'm, and then and I then spooking the horse. Thought it was a little bit like the generation game. It might be like it was like it's small challenges. I thought it was like America's like nine foot heels. I thought it was like America's Next Top Model. So they're still challenges oh, and be. shit. I thought it because we used to watch a bit of AMTM. Yeah, because what's her name? Tyra Tyra Banks. Yes, fantastic. Just Big fan. it's like 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 she is the human equivalent of when you break the bottom of a dam. <laughs> she is there. There there is a level of a level of ferocity and hustle I cannot quite understand. Yes, I like. Or I, at least she certainly was ten years ago. I don't know what she's like now. I'm very sure that if she started hitting somebody with a bat, she wouldn't mm. stop. Mm. You know, like it would take a lot to get to the point of actually hitting somebody with a bat. <laughs> yeah. But once that bat hit flesh, <laughs> and that would be such a nice bat. There's no coming back. Yeah. Um. So maybe, maybe, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You uh-huh. both. Both teams, mm-hmm. or parties, or whatever, the good guys and the bad guys, the the players and the NPCs, mm-hmm. have heisted... Contestants? Yeah, contestants, that's a better word for it. Have heisted the same planet simultaneously. Oh, no. And they're trying to pull it in opposite directions. <gasps> and they're dragging. And they're, drag- they're dragging... And so here, this is where it's, where it's a three pun. They're dragging mm-hmm. it, one way or the other, like a tug of war, mm-hmm. in drag... With mm-hmm. space dragsters, mm-hmm. and it's about that sabotage and race and push and pull. Okay, I like that. That's fun. And I think that your ship's engines run off. How fucking great you look! I would imagine so. Um, there, there is a kind of mirror, <laughs> which you just you have to go and fucking vamp in front of. Yes. <laughs> is it still called voguing? Is voguing a thing? Uh, yes, I think so. Excellent. I think right I think vamping is like voguing, but more camp. Oh, okay. but I don't know. Even no, I can't be right. Voguing is the campest thing available. It has to be. I, 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 we probably should watch. Like we talk about this a fair amount. We could probably see one episode. We okay. We talk about it because Luke asks about it every week. That is true, and also because because Luke asks so many lovely questions. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to pick the ones that we can say. For example. One of Luke's examples, uh, one of Luke's suggestions for a game this week was Delving Daddy's Hungry Dungeon. Now, we could make a game about that, mm-hmm. but we really shouldn't. We shouldn't do that, should we? No. We like, we'd we narrowly dodged a bullet um, in not making a game where you tug off Tom Cruise in a fight with poem. <laughs> and that was an accident. Yeah. Whereas, I don't, know wh- I don't know whether Delving Daddy is the name of the character or what Daddy does. <laughs> You know? Yeah. I don't know what he's delving into. There's a lot of difficult questions. And the dungeon's hungry. Yeah. And so there's so much so to unpack there. So let's so let's so let's move on. Let's. Let's move on from this. Tim Maytom writes in Locomotive Engine Team Redeemer Z. <laughs> a train management game in the style of an overblown mecha anime. So while that is a fantastic game, mm-hmm. I I feel I want to bring it actually I want to tone it down quite a lot. Right. I want you to play a kind of wild west pastor. Like, okay. Like in an old timey town, like it's dirt uh, and tumbleweed. Padre, I feel. Yeah, like yeah. So that's a good yes. way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that in three hours, an evil train is going to come through here. 
uh, on Z line. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask how the train is evil because I feel that might water down. This that will idea. that will dilute so much of what I have to say. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Cool. Um, and it is your job to essentially jog alongside the train and redeem its everlasting soul so that it may Bened- ascend to heaven. Benedicting. Yeah. Because so the uh, raptures are coming, and you don't want to go to train shooter, hell. Except instead of shooting, you uh, you pray. You proselytize. I mean, I really like the idea of of it being like Train Simulator 2019, except you have uh, like everyone's got blue hair, and <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're going to be late to get to Sid Cup. And then and then and then the camera pans over and you've got like and you've got like the the hero's friend and the clueless uh, uh, the clueless uh, guy who just come along for the ride the hero's friend like he's going to use the speed up dial that makes the train go faster but the train can't go any faster I believe in the train <laughs> it can literally the dial goes to ten and it is on seven whoa that sort of shit I think that would be I great see. I I kind of just want my version just called bad trains bad trains. <laughs> Just bad. These trains are evil. Yeah. And we have to stop them. Plus, think of all the backstory you can build into finding out how a train is itself evil. Got evil. Like it's not haunted. It's, uh, it's not like something, some atrocity happened on the train. No, it's not like a demon got in there and made no, it evil. That, and I've done stuff. That train chose those actions. It did. Jesus. Is it, is, is this sort of an advanced form of the trolley problem? <laughs> yes. If a train is evil, will it multi-track? <laughs> train... Will it multi-track drift? The How about problem. you ask me a question? I'm not sure that we can really get a lot out of uh, an on-rails proletizing, proselytizing game. That's fair. Um, I've just noticed at least two more RuPaul's Dragon Race, Drag Race things from Luke as I scrolled. From Luke, yes, from Luke. Um, can't... I can I just, I just want to say, I actually never want to watch RuPaul's Drag Race now because I feel it can't be as exciting as I no, think it is. No, there's no planet diamond heists. No, uh, well, we assume. Coman Fullard, where it's in, with My Little Peony, oh. the flower arrangement RPG. Okay. I think that that would be a charming little zen game. Mm. I think I'd like to have, um, like, digital flowers rather than real ones. Oh, no, I, 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 see, I never think, I never, whenever we do this, I never think video game. Video game is never my first jump here. Okay, okay, so, uh, s- sell me, sell me the idea of My Little Peony. I'm thinking, so, RPG elements... Like persistent mm-hmm. stats and that sort of thing, but mm-hmm. it's about it's a it's a card game. It's a tile laying game. Oh, that's nice. And you've got it like similar elements to go. So mm. you lay down cards, um, and they have to be put down in the un. I don't know what the word is actually. Unbloomed, not blooming. Yes, bud. Yeah, in that stage, and then when you when you yeah. block in a certain line bed of. Flowers. Ah, you can flip, you flip them. them. The idea is to get them all blooming at the same time, but they go out of That's season. Quite, I, and I quite like that. I also think there's there's possibly like quite a nice idea for a for a game where you have like felt flowers, or you get to make them out of paper. That's just some crafts hour, isn't it? Well, but there'd be a game around it. Like so, so I will say actually, um, I worked on a project many years ago called the Cryptofloricon. Okay. Um, which was an attempt to update the um, the Victorian language of flowers. Are you aware of the language of flowers? No. So um, there was this etiquette thing because, like, because you couldn't really you couldn't say things to people. Oh, you mean like like um, communicating with fans and things like that? Yes, like that. Sorry, so, I'm thinking like, hang on, flowers talk. <laughs> 
Yes, but well, this they, is revelatory, Grant. I've done some now. shit to flowers in my time. The thing, well, that's the thing. Like because we all use uh, in-ear headphones now, we can't hear them. But in the Victorian era, who oh boy? <laughs> they were mouthy bastards. Also, what have you done to flowers? Nothing. What are you right. talking about? Um, but there was there was a means of communicating through flowers. So, like, if you sent a particular kind of rose to someone of a particular colour, you would say, oh, uh, I, I adore you, or, oh, you know what, actually I'm not interested, or, oh, um, I wish I could, but I can't because I'm betrothed to someone else. I and that see. sort of thing. Uh, and there were about three or four different interpretations. So it was a bit like tarot, and it was made up. I mean, you know, everything's made up, but still. <laughs> there was there was no particular, particular like, central understanding of it. Um, and I quite like the idea that this, like, the role-playing element is, like, an, an attempt to communicate to people or an attempt to try and earn points for, c- for communicating certain ideas through these flowers. So it's kind of like RPG Mysterium? Yeah. I mean, we don't even need to make it RPG, really. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to think what the RPG factor is in this, in a fire arranging game. I'm, think- I'm thinking, like, it's, it's um, a, like, persistent stats and um, abilities. So, like for instance, you can in 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 with the peonies, mm-hmm. you can be very good at daffodils, and you need less to block in to make that those bloom, and things like that. I, I just had a genuinely good idea. So this is a role playing game. Okay. You play fae fairies. Yes. N- nobility, royalty, that sort of thing, um, and you each have uh, what we're going to call a manse. Uh, your, but but uh, that is your. It is the. It is the part of the the fey realm. Your manner. Your manner, boy. What are you doing, Kevin? Not enough Cockney fey. Not enough London fey. Not a London fey. Not a London fey. Not going to be it. Um, that was more Essex. I apologise. That's okay. Um, you have this manse, right? And so this this is what's displayed with these cards. And I'm th- I'm imagining this is kind of like your Invisible Sun sort of big box of shite role playing game. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, so, as you grow in power, your manse develops, and you plant additional flowers. Maybe you could have like fountains and stuff in there. You could have waterfalls. You could have birds flying around. You have got this stuff on cars, and you and you you, know, you put it maybe on a playmat or whatever. And this is your this is where you go when you go back to the Feywild. So you can host people there, and this is kind of you as well, because when you're not in the Feywild, you channel this into your abilities. Okay. And you you can choose to tap it so it becomes corrupted and you have horrible things crawling around in there. Or like if you make cruel actions, it gets cold. Uh, you have you have the capacity to like to sync up with other people and, and, and blend them together. But you have this physical representation of your character in, in world, which is represented physically by cards and nice drawings on the table, which you update and modify as you go through the game. Can I can I kind of add to that potentially? Please. I might complicate it a little bit. Uh, as okay. I want to do. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a catch sheet. You have um, a, 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 an A4 piece of paper, essentially, mm-hmm. with a lovely bit of art on it, which is your garden. Mm. And that is your character. Mm. So if you need to be strong for something coming up, you grow oak trees. Mm. And oak trees take up, um, I'm going to be really pedantic about this, 10 squares in a garden. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah. But like, imagine that they're, that they're a card. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to measure; you just have to fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so I've, I, I want to be incredibly strong, so I put four oak trees in. Mm. But now I haven't got a lot of room for any other flowers, mm. and I can't. Well, if I corrupt an oak tree, it means I can use it like a like a one shot huge boost. But it's going to be disappears. hard to get out. Uh, no, and then it disappears, oh, okay. and then other flowers can fill the gap later. 
I really like the idea that if you corrupt it, it, it like it grows into the ground and gets gnarled and horrible, and so like like you have to go back and rip it out. And like damage to people is is damage to their garden. Right, it would look really good. Especially... So you actually lose parts of your garden, and like you could use um, essentially blast templates, little blast templates. Yeah. Like anything oh, underneath here is unusable, yeah. and you just oh, place like... the template over it. And like I don't know how I don't know how well this would work, but. What about having little stand-up things? Rather than, like, I've just got a flat card which which has Nocturne on it. We have a little, like, model of a Oak Tree which you slot together from two bits oh, of like card. Oh, like, 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 if you look at it from the top, it just looks like a plus. Yes, precisely. And so everyone has these sort of gardens going around. It'd be difficult to, like, set up and stuff, I think. But it would look really cool, wouldn't it? It would be gorgeous, and it would be a really interesting way of doing it. And, like, you could do things, like, you could link gardens together by literally yeah. putting the sheets next to each other. And then oh. have oh crap have strength flow across the garden so you can both use that same stat as you share it. Oh Chris, villains are big gardens. Villains are big gardens. Villains are big gardens. So you you engage in basically horticulture warfare as you have to join up your gardens and channel the power through into into breaking the uh, the horrible crystal uh, blood crystal maze that has grown around the heart. Of your beloved prince. And levelling up would just be a different size and shape of garden. Yeah. So, like, you start off with a really, really titchy little, like, allotment plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the end of it, you've got a garden that's, like, it's huge, but it's an H shape. Yeah. And, like, how do you... I can't get any contiguous rows of the thing I need, so I can only do certain abilities. But I can do lots of them. That's This, this is quite a sexy idea. I think This is like, a proper game rather than a... Rather than a one page, isn't this it? This is a this is a get out of the way Kickstarter. We're going to do this. Yeah, because watch it's got out, Gloomhaven. It's got miniatures. Well, I figure I figure you'd have miniatures for the characters, and you'd have miniatures for the for the, the baddies, but you'd have to have like card things for the trees and stuff. Yeah, that's cat accounts. Yeah, you got like yeah. play mats and shit, son. Yeah. Expansions are so easy, Grant. Oh, just different kinds of tree and just different layouts of garden. Oh. This is what? a railroad garden. It's long and thin. What are we going to call it? Shit. Thorn. Done. There you go. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, Coman. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Kickstarter. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We've got yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Cancel the yeah. others. Next one. We're here. No, don't cancel the others. We need those two. We'll <laughs> no, do this I mean, one after. No, I mean, I mean, cancel the other Kickstarters you've got running on at the moment. Not our Kickstarters. Leave those oh, on. Okay. Yeah. 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 Those yeah, are vital. On that Kickstarter. Thanks. 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 Cheers. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, original design. Do not steal. Yeah. Weird, weird how we both called the same guy at Kickstarter at once. Yeah, he's very good. Got two phones. <laughs> he's got two phones. Absolute madman. Hello, hello. <laughs> yes, yes, no, no. Yes, no. That would, yeah, I really like the idea. Of the, I, I love the idea of having a physical representation of your character, which is easy to like read at a glance, and that matters. And it's yeah. changed and updated throughout the course of a game. Yeah. I. In response to that, I would like to suggest the next game. Not as something we need to design, but something we just need to attend. Okay. Uh, which is Joe Nobody or Jonobody? I don't know uh-huh. how to pronounce the name. The sexy game designer off. Okay. The sexiest game designer teams have come together for the annual sexiest game design fest. Mm. What can your team do to prove themselves the sexiest with the coolest game design? What nefarious schemes can you hatch to discredit other teams while staying sexy? I think we just need tickets. I I think that I can be sexy, if not nefarious. I worry about my nefariosity because I'm not really I'm not really malicious. No, that's true. I'm quite manipulative, but not in a conscious way. 
So I think what I think you'd have to manipulate me and sorry. You're just a bad person. Kind of. I think you'd have to manipulate me into doing it. Okay. Because that's that's mainly how we do most things. (laughs) Is is that Chris persuades me it's a good idea and then Mm -hmm. I do them. That's kind of that's kind of our business model. That's pretty good. Chris's main skill is getting me to act. Yes. Um, which is useful. Yeah. I have a, I have a, a, a large amount of inertia. Is that the word? Momentum. Well, well yes. Anyway, <laughs> I I'd love the idea of a of a sexy exciting party. I'm not sure I can write a role playing game about role playing games. That's a bit meta, and also we mm. would have to make us in the game, and that's a problem. Mm. Should we stop? Because I think we've got the game. Uh, we've definitely got the game. Like I feel any other game is just less. Yeah. Um, than the game we're genuinely going to make. That is really sexy, actually. I think that I think that's, that's the thing. Like we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna use this thread again next episode. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's fine. But yeah, I think it's Thorn. Maybe Thorn and something. Thorn. Heart and Thorn. We'll think. We'll think of a pun. Heart and Thorn. Thank you for listening. To Hearty Dice Friends. Um, uh, this is probably going to be the last episode of Hearty Dice Friends because we're going to be fucking millionaires <laughs> next time you see, see us. See you on my yacht, motherfuckers! Yeah, what? Well, see, you, see you from my yacht. No, I'm inviting them to my yacht. They only need to see me. They can't talk or interact with me, but they need to see me on the yacht. <laughs> you're there, suspended in a glass box. <laughs> Just spinning gently. Nude, but your genitals are obscured by objects in the foreground. No, they're not. Oh, okay. Okay, thank you for listening to Hearty Dice Friends. Uh, please enjoy Chris's yacht. If you if you like this and you want to just sort of speed up Chris's, um, I, I'm, I'm going to use the word experience or display. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Hearty Dice Friends, give us some cash, access the Discord, listen to some exclusive episodes, and that's all good. Really, not much else to do. If you if you if you do enjoy the show, drop us a review. I'm not going to expect you to tell a friend because this is a niche podcast within a niche. And on the off chance that one of your friends would enjoy this show, I've got to presume they already listen. Yes. And we, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying we have a huge listenership. I'm saying that our market is tight. <laughs> our market is 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 about 600 people. Mm-hmm. And three of those 600 people don't listen to us yet. Yes, so please. And that's a problem. Yeah. D- drop us a review or like tweet about the show or chat. Chat. You, you know, I do tell people about it. You know what? Actually, enjoy our content unironically. Yeah, like, honestly, we get that we're a bit, you know, you know. What? And it's fine. Yeah. That's kind of the fun, isn't it? Isn't it? All right. Well, thank you for listening and see you next week. And also, goodbye. Goodbye. We haven't just we haven't got an outro yet. Shit. Uh, it doesn't matter. Mate. We're gonna be millionaires in a week. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck you. Bye. Ow.